during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, they're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is pain 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movie. Comic book. Movies based on comic books. Exhaust! Video games, toys, TV shows. More pizza! Pro wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to... Talk nerdy to me. Here we go. We're landing the SWAT cat jet gracefully, <laughs> gracefully, and oh, no, 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 oh, shoot a little to the left. That's okay. That's okay. We're just going to park it here. We're just going to park our SWAT cat talk nerdy to me jet right here, right outside talk nerdy to me worldwide headquarters for an all new episode Wednesday, March the 20th. And this week we don't have to give away what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start uh, giving away like a big prize. When uh, you have the, uh, we're going to play the game of if if you have if you correctly predict the technical malfunction that delays the start of the show, <laughs> like for for instance, last week if you would have had your winning ticket, your winning talk nerdy to me ticket uh, that said Discord messes up for Flanagan, everybody else is good, other assorted problems, you would have won the grand prize no i think it was a discord messes up for half the show because john had to update too and uh yeah i spent half the show waiting for my update so and and then if you had uh if you had your uh your other winning your bonus winning ticket that said obi john on terrible delay (laughs) uh you would have won the prize was actually a briefcase full of gold bars was if you had that winning ticket last week for talking? It was it was the briefcase from uh, um, not good, Pulp. Shorty. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was full of gold bars. Uh, this week, uh, the reason that we started late. If your winning ticket, if you're talking nerdy to me, winning ticket says if you have the ticket that says chit chatting because Flanagan was late. <laughs> you win, and you you bring your ticket to talk nerdy to me worldwide headquarters. You win. A round trip, airfare, itinerary anywhere in the world. If your Powerball was again, <laughs> yeah. Obi John has massive lag. Right. Yeah. And I don't know why. Um, if you have, if if your uh, if your bonus number was every time Flanagan talks, Obi John's internet goes to shit. If that's how your <laughs> ticket's printed, you win the grand prize. You you win this week's grand prize. So. Um, 
which is an all-expenses-paid trip to anywhere in the world. So if you bring your ticket, if you bring your Talk Nerdy to Me winning ticket uh, to the headquarters uh, in the next seven days, you win You win your prize. That's what we're going to start doing is just uh, you have your ticket because um, it's a stupid, fun game that I want to play. So we're going to do it. It's fine. It's whatever. So, yeah, we're all together. This is fun. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're not. I'll tell you what we're not going to talk about. I think the 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 list is is going to be what we're not talking about. Number one, we're not talking about the the Disney Fox merger. No, nope. uh, we're not talking about that Disney this week. Fox. Yeah, we're not talking yeah, about that. Okay. We're not talking about how Movie Pass not only is still a thing, but they reintroduced their unlimited movie plan, but with all the weird, <laughs> stupid restrictions that just make no damn sense. Could, can I? Can, like, I make you can only request? go on like a Tuesday. You you, you have to go. You have to pick your movie three hours before the start time, and you have to check in between ten and thirty minutes ahead of the show time. And they can they have the right to just at will just tell you no, uh, but it's unlimited. Like it, it's just so stupid. Like, hey, you know what else you can do to get a new movie? <laughs> pay. Uh, pay. You go to the theater. Pay twelve. Buy a fucking ticket. Yeah. Twelve fifty. Okay. Can, can Any show time you want, as many seats as you want. Can we please? But I'm trying to save money. Can we please have a topic? You fucking uh, like asshole. One of our free form. <laughs> no, you're not. One of our freeform topics when it comes to, like, when we have a bigger topic. Can we talk about the state of the theater system? We absolutely can. But first, I want I, I want, want a running segment on, on uh, as of today's recording. Yeah. Is Movie Pass. <laughs> movie Pass is still alive. Well, yeah, well, if you go to deadoralive.com, you can look up the status of celebrities. We need one that's just for Movie Pass. Yes, we do. Movie Pass Dead or it's Alive. New Dick Cheney. You can you can find the status of Movie Pass on if it's alive or not on our website. If you go to <laughs> www.scatlover.com and then you type in there's a little button that's going to say Movie Pass. You click that and it will tell you if it's alive. If it's alive or dead. It's a joke. That's a way homer that people aren't going to get yet. But they will. It's okay. It'll stick in later. When they type it in. That's uh S C A I'm not typing it in. T-L- Hell no. <laughs> V-E-R dot com. That's our website. That's the official Talk Nerdy to Me website. Anybody who ever wants to know our website, that's what I give out. And you can go there for all kinds of news uh, and updates. I dig it, but I, yeah, I've been fooled before. <laughs> not gonna so get what fooled else are again. we talking about? So we'll, we want to talk about what we're actually talking about. Number one, I want to break some news. Oh, okay. I want to I break some Uh-oh. news real quick. This is a real legitimate thing, and there's going to be a post about this on our Facebook page. But mark it on your calendar. Take out your calendar. Whip out your calendar, boys. And flip mm, it to Thursday. Unstick the pages. pages. <laughs> and go to, go to Thursday, May the 2nd. Thursday, yeah. May 2nd. Thursday, May the 2nd. Okay. And from 5.30 to 7.30 in the p.m., you want to write Podcasting 101 at the the Bowling Green Junior High, hosted by Talk Nerdy to Me and Friends. Where is that located? Uh, It is in historic downtown Bowling Green, Kentucky. Thank you. And here's here's the, the lowdown on it. If you are somebody... Who's like, man, I listen to these chuckleheads all the time. I listen to these idiots all the time. I could do a podcast better than them. I just don't know how. 
I don't know the technical parts. I don't know how to take my idea for a podcast and turn it into a podcast. Well, guess what? We're going to help you. We're going we're gonna to give you tips and tricks and um, you know the, the basics for if you have an idea and you want it to be an actual podcast, we're going to help you get there. And we're going to give you some stuff that I've got. I've got some special guests that will be coming in and uh, they will be uh, giving their insights and their tips and tricks. And it's going to be two hours of just sitting under the knowledge tree of us helping you get your podcast from idea to finished product. And I know you're thinking, gosh. That sounds awesome, but it's probably going to be way too expensive, right? Because, you know, that's a lot of information and that's a, that's a, that's going to be like a ton of money. It's going to be what, like 50 bucks, right? No, no. We're partnering with Community Education, a local place in town in historic downtown Bowling Green, Kentucky. And through the partnership with them, we are able to offer this class. Guess how much? Eighty-seven ninety-nine. Four hundred ninety-nine dollars. One dollar, Bob. Ooh, if you would have said fifteen dollars, you would have been correct. For the low price of fifteen dollars, which is well below, there are podcasting one hundred and one classes, basics of podcasting that will cost you hundreds of dollars. I've even seen packages that are thousands of dollars. Not us. We're not here to rip you off. We're not here to cheat you out of your money. We just want to pass our knowledge on to you. And we're going to have a link on our Facebook page, or you can go to uh, the Community Ed page and look up the Spring 2019 Classes, find Podcasting 101. That's us. Sign up. It's going to be a great time. It should be good. It's going to be good. And don't forget, this weekend, you can find us where? D-Bar. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. Gun range. Gun range, <laughs> density bar. Yeah. Uh, historic downtown Lexington, Kentucky for the Lexington Comic and Toy Con. We're going to be there, and we're going to be trying something a little bit different, a little bit new with our um, with, with the content that we're bringing you because we're going to uh, have some live videos while we're on the on the floor, while we're waiting in line, while we're meeting celebrities, while we're making people uncomfortable because that's what we do. It's just that's true. It's just us being yeah. us. Just existing makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just how it is. But we're gonna be there, and uh, we've got goodies to give away. Uh, we've got some some fun stuff that we're gonna be doing. We're gonna be recording a whole bunch. We're gonna be putting some live videos up. If you can go, and you're gonna be there, find us. You might get a prize. If you can't be there. Stay glued to our Facebook page because we're going to try and make it make you feel like you're there. And that's the only tease I'm going to say about that because uh, we're going to be trying something really cool that if it works, you're going to feel like you are actually at LexCon that weekend, even if you can't go. It's going to be fantastic. But you should go if you're in and around Lexington. If you're within two hours of the show, there's no reason not to go. Mark Paul Gossler is going to be there. Kane's going to be there. Sting, Hall of Famer Sting, Michael Bean, Edge and Christian. I mean, it's a stacked card. 
Hey, you forgot Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter? I'm going to see if he'll arrest me dressed as Spider-Man. Because <laughs> how great would that shit be? <laughs> We're lit. I bet Leland would. You're probably bigger than Leland, though. Let's I'm, be honest. I probably will. I'm going to see if, like, you know, can do the, uh, the like, the picture where, like, you know, he's got me in, like, a chokehold and I'm dressed as Spider-Man. <laughs> like, it's only for fake. And he's, he's killing me. God, if we can find a J. Jonah Jameson to just be, like, laughing maniacally yeah. in the background. Yeah, I, it, it, it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, there's going to be some fun surprises. There's going to be some great stuff. It's going to be a great great time so come see us at lexcon come see the uh western kentucky ghostbusters give them a donation play the ghost hunting game yeah play the ghost hunting game if you all don't, new ghost hunting game ooh, all new and all ooh. nude ghostbusters game that's that's uh oh, game? that's after after dark that's <laughs> oh that's the ghostbusting after dark. Yet to buy. yeah ghostbust in mm-hmm. with the apostrophe n after dark because busting makes us feel good busting busting god i don't like how that sounds busting anyway. anyway so you guys i was i was surfing the internet a few days ago as I'm one to do. Porn, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, after I froze the computer because I was looking at porn too much, I got on the phone and I saw a trail. I didn't even know they were making this into a movie, and it kind of concerns me. the 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 comic book is interesting as um, like a an Elseworlds thing. Are we, the, are we, are we, yeah, I was are we just going into. Topics? I was just going into it. Okay. If, unless you unless you we have more uh, housekeeping. I thought we were doing uh, something about uh, the convention. Oh yeah, that's right. Hold on, I totally jumped ship. Holy shit! So, <laughs> Considering that was your yeah, idea, that was like the lead-in. Holy crap! Rewind. Uh, yeah, so, forget about that. I'll come back to that. I'll reset that up in a minute. We'll fix that. Put, in, put a pin in that. So, so if you're going to LexCon, like let's say you, you let's say you you've been to a bunch of conventions before, and you're like, oh, whatever, I'm 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 going to LexCon, and I don't, you know, I know what I'm doing. Or, well, first of all, shut up. Second of all, if you're someone who's never been to a convention and you're like, I kind of want to go because Dog the Bounty Hunter and his sweet flowing mullet of justice, I, I want to meet it. I want to see if I can just touch it. Uh, I feel like hairstyles mm. tell a lot about someone's energy. Like dreadlocks are like angsty and rage and mullets are just like flowing, caressing, like relaxation. I don't know. That's just a theory I'm working on. It's part of my thesis. So I think if, you're off to a good start. I think so. Um, so if you're like, I don't, I, I want to go, but it makes me nervous. I don't know. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I've never been to a convention. It's good. I don't know what to expect. We're here to help. Talk nerdy to me are your friends. It's going to sound weird. Your friends on the inside. And we're going mm. to give you, we're each going to go around and we're going to give a tip or trick to help you survive LexCon, whether you're a convention pro or a newbie, doesn't matter. We're here to help you anyway. So I'll start, I guess, uh, since it was. Yeah, uh, so. Uh, no, no, you can go ahead. start. You can go Sorry, ahead. I, he, keeps, he keeps cutting out because we have crappy. Con- I have a crappy connection. Uh, first thing. Uh, and this should be obvious, but a lot of people ignore it. Uh, and like Captain Chris said, whether you've been to every LexCon or this is your first time, do your homework. Take 10 minutes, go to LexingtonComicCon.com, 
and look at things like what time do they open? What is the layout? How much do autographs and pictures cost? 10 minutes on the website will save you hours in line when you get to the convention. Very true. Know who you're going to see and where you're going to go before you get there, um, especially this year, because with the the remodel uh, construction work going on, this year's layout is completely different from what it's ever been before. Yep. Um, you are going to want to take a look at that layout before you get there so you know where the hell you're supposed to go. Um, and then uh, a sub uh, asterisk next to that, uh, read signs. <laughs> when, when signs say tickets located on the third floor, don't ask somebody in the food court, where do you go for tickets? You should have read the sign. Because I'm going to say, There's oh, you go, you go straight up your ass there to the left. So step one, learn to read. Step yeah. two, yeah. read signs. Well, step read three, website, profit. then read signs. <laughs> no, do you, do question it, yeah. mark, step five, profit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> do, do your homework's a good one. Do yes. your homework's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, I believe, and I, Flanagan, I hope I'm not stealing yours here. No, um, I'm going to quote a Reddit post when speaking about All In. <laughs> Please do. Yes, I know exactly where you're going with this, and I love it. It takes two minutes to take a shower. Yeah. It takes two fucking minutes. Uh, proper hygiene, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the it, it's the way of the con, and I'm, I'm aware of that, but good God, like, take a fucking shower. Put on deodorant. Um, if you can afford just, a pass, you can yeah, afford soap. Yeah, if you can afford, I believe, on one of the doors for Lexington Comic and Toy Convention this year, it legitimately says, if you can afford a pass, you can afford deodorant. So... Yeah, and if you know, if you want a pass, if you got a pass for free, if someone bought you a pass for a gift, then your money's not spoken for. And guess what? You can still buy deodorant. Um, just personal care goes a long way in a in a world where uh, you're going to be close to a lot of people. So, you know, just put on some goddamn deodorant. <laughs> yeah, you kind of stole mine, but I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I. I hate people as it is. Like, I love very few people. I hate most people. Um, and I really hate you if you smell bad. So that's just our interactions are going to be terrible. We barely even like each other on this show. So Yeah, yeah I mean, it's true. <laughs> but yet, you know what we all do for A lot each of other? times we're... we all shower. Yeah. We do. Probably mm. twice a day. Just for the podcast. Just to get on the internet and talk to people. I literally go and scrub my asshole twice, two times a day. Even on Fridays so. and Tuesdays <laughs> and days that we don't record, you're no. like, you, you, you send texts to the group texts that are like, FYI, washing asshole again. <laughs> and it's like, we appreciate it. Yeah, and it's I'm, cool. I'm a giver. Like, what can I say? I, I want more, you guys to know. More than anything, I'm just concerned about how high your water bill is at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, it ain't bad. I appreciate the, I appreciate the level of commitment, though. I, I do. You're welcome. I do. Tip would be, uh, I get John kind of already hit it. Like, do your homework, but make sure you have enough cash. Like, don't be yeah. one of those assholes that uh, shows up and then you're like trying to haggle prices and all that, which is all well and good. You're better off doing that on Sunday than you are on Friday. Um, but if you're going there, make sure you take enough cash. Don't be the guy that gets all the way up to the front of the line and you're ten dollars short for your um, signature and your picture or your combo or whatever you're doing. They'll have an ATM there, but it'll run dry. 
it does every year. They had the, mm-hmm. the guys are coming in trying to refill it, but I mean, there's every asshole with a debit card is there trying to get money out. So yeah. say, do yourself a, some, uh, do yourself a favor, save a little bit of money. Cause I think the surcharge is like eight bucks or something stupid. Like at a ton, strip club. Yeah. So make sure you've got enough cash, bring a little bit extra, uh, spend some of that money on deodorant, but just plan ahead. Make sure you've got plenty of cash. Hey, you know, there's again, uh, if you go to Kroger to buy your deodorant, you can get cash out at the U-Scan. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. If you go to the Walmarts and get your cheap deodorant, like your Sam's Choice deodorant or Target, and get the up and up deodorant, you can get cash. Target. Yeah. The, the uh, another tip. <laughs> a lot of places will take cards nowadays. However, Internet connections at the convention are always spotty. They don't always work. Cash is king. Uh, it's also a great way to make sure you don't go over budget. If your yeah. budget is 60 bucks, take out 60 bucks cash, and when it's gone, you're done. Yep. Yeah, um, and I will let you know, I think it, m- more and more celebrities now I'm seeing are just taking cash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, ca- cash is king. Yep. Here's Which, a- I mean, that square reader for your phone is so easy. I don't know why everybody doesn't do it. But I get it. Just like John said, the internet is spotty there. So yeah, yeah the the internet's spotty, and if you know, a lot of those people probably don't even have the Wi-Fi, so they're probably just trying to do it over their 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 cell plan, phone yeah. carrier with yep. you know eleven thousand people in. <laughs> There's also a, a tax thing. If you're using uh, Square, you've got to yep. pay tax right then and there. If you're paying cash, they just tally up how much they made in cash and make one payment for it. Yeah, <clears throat> they are supposed to. So yeah, that's what they say anyway. Yeah. That's what they say they do. Uh, Use cash. They'll save a couple bucks. Yeah. Uh, An activity that I like to do uh, when I go through the website and I see the celebrities and vendors that I want to hit, I'll make a a little um, chart in my notebook that's labeled out as A, B, C, D. My must-dos are in the A column. My, oh, I really want to do that. B column. Eh, if I get to that, that'll be cool. C column. Eh, I mean, if I got time left over and I got cash left over, I'll do that one. D column. Kind of organized, kind of like Obi John said, you know, be prepared. Kind of, and, and know, know what, like, have a game plan going in. Know, set your priorities. And allow time for the things that if you don't get it done, you're going to be disappointed. Or... If you don't get it done, eh, it's okay because, you know, whatever. Make sure to plan according to what your top priorities are. Um, because you don't want to be driving home, flying home, whatever, and say, I had a good time, but I didn't get to go meet Mark Paul Gossler. I, I, I would, I had a great time, but, you know, I just didn't have time to, to come around and meet whoever. Um, Ryan Hurst. So, you know, you plan according to and set your plan of attack based on the stuff that's most important to you. Uh, a lot of celebrities, not all of them, but a lot of them have the pricing already on the website. So you can see costs for photos and for uh, autographs. So you can kind of plan your budget accordingly also. But yeah, just, just know what your must do's are. And be willing to. Uh, I'll throw out one. No, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you you have a uh, the, one of the phrases that you always used to say that uh, I enjoy when it t- comes to cons is you're going to miss out on some stuff. Some yep. stuff is going to happen, or you know, guests are going to be there that you're not going to get to meet, and so 
identify the stuff that you're you're okay with happening and you not being a part of and then the stuff that you're not and make sure you hit that stuff that's my you do hit that stuff don't don't make it weird yeah like you're you might get overwhelmed because there's a lot of people and a lot of celebrities and we know we're all like social outcast and fucking just weird in crowds, but don't make it weird. Just because you get to touch Val Kilmer doesn't mean he likes titty twisters. Like, just don't be weird. So you're saying he? I does mean, he it? does. Well, I know well, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but just there will be plenty of security there, like armed yeah. security, like Lexton Metro will be there. So just don't do anything stupid. Uh, Flanagan, your boy, Officer T.J. Perkins, will be there yes. again this year. I hope he's not fired too. <laughs> I hope he wasn't let go as part of the spring cleanup. No, no. He didn't get a bunch of shitty tattoos, though, so... No. Does he hit on 16-year-old girls online? Uh. <laughs> hey, you know what? Him- One last piece of advice for LexCon this year. Uh, yeah. This is specific to this year. Uh, just from Inside Talk. Um, so Uh-oh. you can start picking up or purchasing passes today. Saturday is going to sell out. Yeah. Probably before they open on Saturday. So if you're curious to go at all, get online now. Get your pass. As Matt Hubbs would say, and I have a, I have a special uh, side tip from Matt Hubbs, but uh, so, uh, producer to the stars, Matt Hubbs. But as Matt Hubbs would say, if you are even a little bi curious about going to this convention on Saturday, <laughs> get your tickets ahead of time because, John, you're right. It will, like, Saturday will go. Saturday is always the most popular day. Saturday afternoon is always like any time between 11 and two is going to be, it's going to be packed. So, you know, plan accordingly and know that if you just show up, you're probably going to get turned away. And on behalf of the fire marshal, you should know better. (laughs) Get out. So if you get turned away, go home and immediately take a shower. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hand sanitizer is king. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm going to have a pack with me because people and nerds are gross, Um, which leads me to (laughs) my final uh, the sub tip that Matt Hubbs, producer to the star Matt Hubbs, gave me about uh, conventions in general. But uh, if you're going to LexCon, what he likes to say, if you can't get laid at a convention, you can't get laid at all. There you go. <laughs> Wise words from producer to the stars, Matt Hubbs. If you're going to LexCon. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're a furry, it's pretty easy. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, you just leave the hat, the helmet thing on. You just leave the head, the headpiece on. It's weird, but it's oh, how it happens. It's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you have it. I don't it. know how to get pregnant through the first suit, so <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, that's determination if you do though that is yeah. fucking de- determination one or the other yeah i mean the the usually the furry suits are extra absor- you know what i'm not even gonna go there i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna do that next topic next topic next topic so so last week i was watching uh i, I was on my my computer and then i switched to my phone see we're gonna go back to this now i'm circling back now we're going to do take two of this opening and see if I get get it right this time. All right. Um, 
So long story short, meet us at LexCon. Go to LexCon. Have fun. I think that's take a bath. Thing. Yeah. Oh, take a bath. I think that's the most important thing is just go and have fun. Like it's not. No. Uh, no the most important thing is shower before you go. Shower. Have clean, healthy, hygienic fun. And stay away from the third floor bathrooms. Those are mine. I think that's, that's the other true. tip that I want to give. Stay away from those third floor yeah. bathrooms. Damn you. Oh, yeah. that's, where, that's where I go to poop. Leave, yes, leave that, them alone. That is what I call my ah. fortress of solitude. You stay away. Stay away from that bathroom. It's mine. The, the one thing you can guarantee, at some point, Flanagan and I will be pooping. And yeah. Probably at the same time. It's going to be like the Wonder Twins, but we're going to be shitting next to each other. <laughs> Playing battle shits. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we will. A good Harold and Kumar reference yeah. is always appreciated. That's what it is. <laughs> so... Yeah, a few days ago, and I I sent you guys a text about this because it just shook me to the core. That comics are like a are, are a fun place where you see people and characters come together that you might never ever see. And one of my favorite examples of that is um, the Ghostbusters Ninja Turtles crossover miniseries comic that they actually did twice. Two of my favorite properties that came together twice really crazy really fun a year or two ago they did um and now it's becoming a movie i saw the trailer for it i sent it to you guys batman ninja turtles crossover as batshit crazy as it sounds, the right. trailer was decent. I'm it not gonna lie; I'll probably terrible. watch it. Terrible, like the comic they've, series. They've done three comic crossovers of Batman vs Ninja Turtles, so not only is it a good enough idea, it's good enough for three volumes worth of content. I'll give them credit; like it's fun. It's a fun idea of something that, like, I never thought I would see them come together, and it's it's interesting. The animated movie. Uh, I, first of all, I didn't even know it was going to happen until I saw the trailer and hearing about it gave me half chub watching the trailer got it most of the way. It's, it just looks so goofy and crazy and out there and it's embracing the fact that it's just weird and it's like the, an unlikely crossover, which got me thinking in the world of unlikely weird kind of crazy crossovers pitch me some really fun ones pitch me some really weird fun crazy crossovers because i want to know and i'll i'll lead off with one that for a while it was rumored that it was actually going to happen and then a bunch of stuff fell through the writer strike of 2008 is what i really blame for it but there was a proposed crossover episode between Supernatural and Friday the 13th. Ooh. And I think that would have been freaking awesome. We got half of that when um, Jared Padalecki was in the 2009 remake, reboot, reimagining <laughs> what the hell ever it was of Friday the 13th. But I would have loved to have seen the Winchesters versus Jason Voorhees. Yeah. I mean, it would have been so badass. And so that, that's, that that's, is a good one. That's kind of like my, my template for, you know, how I, I based my other picks on this is like that one set the bar really, really high. And I thought it was going to be really cool. 
because they started a rumor talk about it and I got really excited. And then the, it was that whatever it was like season, I think it's three where it's like real short. Yeah. Three's the, the short one because of the writer's strike. And that was one of the ones that got cut and they had problems apparently with like the licensing and they were working it out. And then the writer's strike happened and they were just like, screw it. We're just not going to do it. And oh man, though, the, the, the possibilities with that, the Impala pulls up at the Camp Crystal Lake sign. Like, come on. That would have been awesome. That's oh, pretty awesome. Cool would I, would, have been. I would have dug that. That would have been like the coolest thing. So it makes me sad that we're probably never going to get it, especially with the the Friday the 13th rights all jacked up. But hey, hey, never say never because that show is about to go on to 15 seasons. Yeah. And we already got a supernatural Scooby Doo crossover, so anything's possible. Right. I mean it's it's not not out of the realm of possibility, but man, we should have had it ten years ago. I mean, we've gotten I mean, obviously we live in a world where there's midget wrestling, which is one of the <laughs> yeah. funniest crossover things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um We've got RoboCop Colonel Sanders, which might be the greatest commercial <laughs> I've ever seen. We're only restricted by our imaginations. Like life is great. Life is grand right now. I don't care what anybody says. What a time we live in. Um, there's there's been so many like batshit crazy crossovers already. Like the one that still blows my mind is there was uh, the Avengers and the Transformers crossover. Um, I never really got to read it, but I'm aware of it. And it's just so silly to me um, that those two would, you know, exist in the same universe. Uh, <laughs> but it, for some reason to me, it makes perfect sense on the other hand. Um, but I, I would still, I know that Rick and Morty started out as like basically fan fiction for uh, Back to the Future. But I'd love to see that as a crossover. I know they've made t-shirts, but I'd love to see somehow they just do one episode of an actual, like my obviously Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox are still alive. Just let them voice a couple characters in like a season four episode. I think that would blow blow my mind and my asshole out of, out the yeah. back of my head, probably. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be really good. Or anything. Get hairspray. Or do um what was the other one? Um like an Indiana Jones and Star Wars crossover to where like Indiana Jones finds Han Solo's body. And turns out that the crossover where they said Chewbacca is actually Bigfoot because they crash landed on Earth. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just, that's the greatest thing I've ever ever even thought about. And I think about a lot of weird shit like midget wrestling and porn and other stuff. But that, that just well, cake. while we're talking about Indiana Jones, there's one I've been pitching for years now that Disney doesn't want to seem to take me up on, but. A Captain America, Indiana Jones, Rocketeer team up would be fucking amazing. You own all the characters. A Hydra rocket pack squad of goons searching for some kind of weird religious magical MacGuffin thing. Come on, Disney. Give me a one shot. Sorry, I'm done now. That would be sweet. That would be the most patriotic thing ever. Yeah. I had to bring it up again because every time we talk about mashups, I will bring up Cap, Indy, and Rocketeer because well, it needs to happen. We put in our application for Guardians 3 directing rights, and we did not get that. So maybe they'll take no. your application for that. God, I hope so. Maybe. be awesome. Um, I've got kind of a spinoff on that. Oh, I've, I've, I've got a, a good one. When you're up, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. Um, I've got, I've got kind of a uh, like a two A on that one if you want. 
Uh, All right. Pitch it. Fun. All right. How about <clears throat> Indiana Jones Universal Monsters? Like Indiana Jones the Mummy. So the mummy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but, the Brendan Fraser mummy but movie. Use, yeah. But you use that Indiana awesome. Jones and Sean Connery. Because that would be... And Sean Connery? Well, yeah, Sean Connery would just be hanging out. Okay. He's just hanging out because he's just like, whatever. <laughs> Is he going to chase off uh, mummies with his umbrella again? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It would basically be those two. Think, think of like um, uh, basically a live action, only two player, and the only two characters that you can play as are Indiana Jones and Sean Connery. Uh, Strange Brigade movie is basically what I'm thinking. I'm down for that. Like, I that's mean, yeah. basically what it would be. Uh, my other pitch was going to be, uh, but it was too much. Yeah, like the. Will there be was... an irritated British narrator? Oh well, yeah, of course, and it would be um, uh, Hugh Laurie. Ooh, be the narrator. Uh, not Benedict Cumberbun. No. Hey, it's no. Benadryl no. Cabbage Patch. Get That's it right. <laughs> or pay the price. Sucker. Cumberbun Bandersnatch. Come on, yeah. guys. <laughs> oh, I, I will forever. I, I don't know what it was, but Sean texted me a picture of him. And he's like, hey, man, you like Benadryl Cabbage Patch? But <laughs> it's just the one that sticks with me, so... Uh, this is legitimately a, a fever dream I had back in like 2017 that I've been waiting to pitch. Uh, it is a sequel to, um, Escape from New York. And we're ignoring Escape from LA. Good. We are, we are going back to New York and Snake Plissken has to team with some dudes on Coney Island. Oh, no. <laughs> and I want my goddamn Snake Plissken Warriors crossover. Wow. Snake, uh, come out and play. Fuck yes. <laughs> like, that's your tagline. God, that'd be uh, only, yeah. only if you also throw in uh, the gang from um, Last Dragon. The guys that are chasing after Bruce Leroy. Shown up. You gotta have that gang and one of the gangs chasing after the Warriors. Uh, and All right. you, know, you can have the the baseball furies can team up with whoever who with the, whoever your big bad is. So Yeah, the Bloods, the Crips, the Jets, the Sharks, everybody. Yeah. All <laughs> of them. Show enough and uh Shaquille O'Neal should be the the new leader because that dude's dead, so let's have Shaq go it. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal would be awesome. <laughs> Jack Fu on the PlayStation Network, and I didn't get to download it. I think they already pulled it, but yeah. Uh, but uh, I was actually going to say if we're if we're if we're casting them as age now, I think uh, uh, not Jordan Peele, but uh, Keegan Michael uh, the Keegan other Mark- dude would be Keegan yeah Mikey. yeah would be a good uh, like he could be a really good villain. For the movie, because he just has the over-the-top mannerisms that would fit well in a Warriors Snake Plissken crossover movie. Yes. So. One more Dave Chappelle. I mean, why the fuck not? I mean, Dave Chappelle was already, like, when he was the drug dealer on Half-Baked, what was his name? Uh... Samson! <laughs> he was, in fact, Samson Simpson. Or, no, wait, he was the rapper. He, he was, was, he was uh... the rapper guy. He was talking... Uh... Yeah, whatever he was. Yeah, that guy. That guy would be hilarious. 
Sir Smoke. Yeah. 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 Sir Smoke a lot. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Because they originally wanted Snoop Dogg in that role, and then Snoop Dogg couldn't commit to a role that large, so he just did that one cameo or something. Yeah, because he's so busy, like baking cookies with Martha Stewart. Snoop a loop doesn't have time. In 1998, he was probably having to go film film Bones or something. <laughs> uh, or uh, what was that airplane movie? Soul Plane. Soul Plane. Yes. Soul Plane. Soul plane. Yeah. Holy crap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no episode is complete without a Tom Arnold or Soul Plane reference. <laughs> no. And we just hit them both uh, on the head. Tom Arnold, True Lies 2, make it happen. <laughs> Tom Arnold, kill yourself, make it happen. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Damn. <laughs> wow, yeah, man. He was already, he already yeah, had to be married to Roseanne for a while. Isn't that punishment enough? That, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's I mean, a lot of punishment. More time since then, so. Jeez. He's met a lot of stupid people <laughs> in his life. Including the stupids. <laughs> ah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got one more to it. pitch. Alright. It's uh it's a family picture. Oh good. Oh. Good. oh. Uh, so we're out in deep space. There's okay. a, uh, an organization conducting uh, uh, illegal genetic experiments, and that the latest creation has gotten loose. It's too much for the United Galactic Federation to handle themselves. They have to call in experts. They call in Star Command, who sends their best agent to track down and eliminate this experiment. That's right. It's Star Command, Case 626, also known as Buzz Lightyear versus Stitch. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I want this movie. I've wanted this movie since I got done watching the first Stitch movie. Uh, th- there's a, a cartoon series uh, about Buzz Lightyear, not as like the toy who thinks he's a real person, Buzz Lightyear, but like Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger. Uh, it's a really fun cartoon, but I kept waiting because they had a Buzz Lightyear cartoon on Disney Channel did, and a yeah. Stitch cartoon series. Why was there never a crossover of those two? It writes itself. Yeah. There was more than one Stitch movie. There were two Stitch movies, uh, and then a TV series that ended with another TV movie thing. Leroy and Stitch. Yeah, it was a thing for a while. Leroy Jenkins and Stitch. Yep, <laughs> that's, that's him, right? But no, uh, <laughs> I would love to see those two characters, even if it's a direct-to-video crap thing. I just want to see those two characters interacting. Uh, those are both really fun cartoon shows, and again. It writes itself, man. It's Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger versus Escaped Experiment 626. It's awesome. That's a great pitch. Think of the merch, Disney. Yeah, I never Think knew of the merch. I, I never knew I wanted that until right now. Right? Gosh, what was that? Love it. And just imagine the, the pop two-pack. Oh. Yes. Oh, I want it. Because we're all fucking nerds, so I gotta, yep. I gotta do the, the, the pop pitch for it. So, <laughs> yep. Imagine the pop vinyl. Yes. <laughs> that's enough to. That's enough to. Speaking get of me. pop vinyls, did everybody pre order the Becky Lynch one today? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I sure, sure shit did. So. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's it, it's it's an Amazon exclusive, so it said it ships August ninth. So I'm expecting to get it in about you know February of next yeah. year. Yeah, you'll get it forever yeah. and a day away. Yeah. Yep. Up. 
um, beaten to shit. So yeah, it'll be all torn up and in six pieces, spread across four boxes. But they're gonna get it to you in two days. <laughs> it's still print, pretty awesome. Shoe print all over it, and it's the man. It's not even the uh, fucking steampunk Becky. So no, it's, it's the good one. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I if only they had more. a chase with like her with a bloody nose. That's what I wanted. Yeah, the chase that was like awesome. the messed up face. Yeah, that would have been awesome. The post punch Becky. Oh yes. Yeah. So yeah. All right, Flanagan. You said you got one yeah, more. I got one more, and uh, this one. Okay, I'm gonna name off a couple of um, descriptive phrases, and you tell me which movie duo I'm talking about, and then we'll get to my crossover. All right. Lowbrow humor, getting blazed, and a bunch of surreal shit happens to him. Yeah, Jane, Silent Bob, or Cheech and Chong. If you said Harold and Kumar, ah, Jay and Silent Bob meet Harold and Kumar. God, yes, is the crossover <laughs> I'm dying to see with a special cameo from Cheech and Chong. I got How your title we- for you. How much money do you want from me for this? <laughs> What's the title? Here's your title. Harold and Kumar, go to the quick stop. Right? Because how great would it be for them to be like, they're going, they're, they're walking somewhere, like they're, they're, they're traveling, and you don't want to do the ghost to White Castle again, but they're on some epic voyage, and they pass by the quick stop, and there's Jay and Silent Bob, and everybody decides to join forces to get where they're going and hilarity ensues weird stuff happens to all four of them how great would that be god i'm, I'm on board <laughs> uh, to quote jane from firefly i'll be in my bunk <laughs> it's just it's i it's it's two franchises that just they go so well together uh i know everybody says well i want to see james bond and jason Bourne together no shut up Harold and Kumar and Jay and Silent Bob are the is are the two franchises that are destined to be together and you know it. It look in your heart, you know it's true. Yeah. Goddamn right. Fucking that is... hell, that's that's what I want in my life now. <laughs> and I'd now, buy that for a dollar. And now everybody's gonna have to go to bed sad tonight because that movie doesn't exist. Yet. It does in my imagination. It does. It does. It's up there with my fever dream of Snake Plissken and the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna wrap it around to back where we started with uh, Supernatural and a a crossover. I really, really, really would like, and genuinely, I think could uh, in the realm of possibility happen and breathe new life into a. Highly underrated tournament-winning film. Oh no! Uh, oh no! I want a supernatural Leslie Vernon crossover. Ooh! Uh, I thought yeah. you were going to say Leonard Part Six. No, <laughs> uh, no. Um, it's Different just kind of monster. Yeah, it was one of those things yeah. that like. Uh, you know, you pitched this and it was one of those things that just like kind of came to me because we all fucking love behind the mask. It's 
so good. And, you know, it sadly had that Kickstarter that failed. And it's just one of those things that, like, we always try and shed light on it when we have the possibility. And it's like, it's one of those things that's obscure enough where, like, I feel like a lot of the hardcore fandom of Supernatural would, like, be like, oh, shit. And then you also have a lot of the hardcore horror fanatics who would be like, oh, shit. But it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to be fighting an undead creature man who is literally just a mass murderer who got all of his killing styles from slasher films. Yeah. And imagine the epic scene where uh, Robert England is telling them, is giving them advice. And they're yeah. all like the, the meeting between all of them. How great would that be? Yeah. Close personal friend of the show, Robert England, uh, giving them advice. <laughs> yeah. That'd be an interesting twist for the Supernatural guys, because you had the, the whole legend of Leslie, and then the in actuality, like you said, he's just a guy. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be... And, you know, it would be, if they decide to kill him off, you've got a fitting end for uh, a movie character who never got the sequel he deserved. So... Yeah, it still well, it, it still breaks my heart that uh, if you go back in the archives, if you uh, if you donate to the tip jar and you get access to the vault, and you go back to the episode where uh, we interview Robert England, and I ask him, so behind the mask too, and he says, "I've got the <laughs> script on my desk right now. Like I've read through it a bunch. Like it's great. I've got the script. Like it's done and ready to go." It you breaks just my him heart. No, you copy. I know. I wish I would have been like, well, can, you, bed. can you just email it to us at iheartstamos at gmail.com? Just real quick. Just email that PDF, son. Um, man, it makes me so sad that like a finished script for that exists and is there just waiting. And we're probably never going to see it. And it makes me so sad. Meanwhile, uh, fucking Victor Crowley's getting a fifth fucking movie. Are you serious? Uh, I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's blatantly going to happen. And I I can't get a new wrong turn movie. I got a soft spot for those. Leave me alone. And shit, man. Uh, who, was the, who was the one who texted you and told you, hey, man, wrong turn? <laughs> it was me. You. It was you. It was yeah. you. Uh, I, 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 do, I do feel bad. Uh, I think you guys all know this. Julian, are you still here? I'm still here. Okay. I just, you know, when it comes to horror movies, I have nothing to contribute. Fair, so. fair. I, uh, <laughs> Flanagan, you might be the only one who understands this and my love affair with this series. I tried real hard to find a way to shoehorn Travis Touchdown from No More Heroes into this topic, but couldn't come <laughs> up with anything. This is not my surprised face, but I'm pretending. Fair. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not that good of an actor, so I cannot pretend that I have a surprise. I can, yeah, my surprise face is not as good as it was once. Fair. Yeah. Good. Who's got more crossovers? That's all I got. Oh. I was trying to limit myself. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all good. It's a, it's, it's a weird, the crossover is a really weird and a hard formula to match up because the properties have to be, or the characters have to be similar enough but not exactly the same. 
So it, it's a it's a tough challenge, and it's easy to just pick like your favorite stuff and be like, oh, it would be great for all of those to just mash up. But you got to be careful because sometimes it doesn't work. So try the home version. You think of at home. You think of franchises and characters that you would like to see crossover. And then email them to iheartstamos at gmail.com and we'll read the good ones and we'll make fun of the bad ones. If you send me one that's terrible. Like, if you send me, hey, I want to see Godzilla and Andre the Giant as a crossover, I'm probably going to make fun of you. (laughs) Because that makes no (laughs) sense and you're stupid for thinking of it. But, you know... That's that's just how it goes. So I think I've got my deep seat ready to get into this conversation because we've got a big looming topic ahead of us. We've got a big discussion point ahead of us that Obi John, if you would do the honors, sure. So um, into this. So this came to me a little while ago. and it kind of touches on things we talked about, uh, about before, but we're going to kind of really dig into them this week. Um, there's, I'm trying to think how to set this up. So there's a time in which a, a writer, an author, a director, a creator uh, has their vision and, and, and is telling their story through whatever medium that happens to be, comic books, movies, video games, uh, novels, whatever. <clears throat> and then it's finished and it's released and the world gets to consume it. Um, and then you get what we're talking about today, which is after that thing has come out and it's become a hit and it's beloved by thousands and millions of people around the world, the creators just can't help themselves. They have to keep meddling with something that's already done. So our, our topic today is when should creators leave their their creations alone leave their stories alone and when is it okay to keep meddling and to what degree is it okay to keep meddling um and there's a couple of really quick examples to illustrate what i'm talking about um and we can dive into these in in further detail if you guys want um george lucas creator of star wars um in the late 90s started churning out these star wars special editions where he went in and started tweaking the visual effects and throwing in deleted scenes um, and ruined at least one movie of the trilogy. Um, okay. The original movies are still there. You can have a VHS or a VCR. You can um, more recent example from the literary, literary world, JK Rowling. Uh, completed her her seven book masterpiece, the Harry Potter franchise, in two thousand seven. Not six months later, she's on Twitter, tweeting out retcons to the Harry Potter universe, uh, and they come so fast I, I can't even keep track of them all. From minute things like, um, why couldn't uh, Hagrid produce a Patronus to uh, whether or not Hermione could or could not be black to how you correctly pronounce the name Voldemort. Cause apparently the T is not supposed to be silent um, to Dumbledore being gay um, to what 
two teens got together uh, post books and got married and had kids because everyone has to partner up and get married and have kids to be happy. Um, so to what degree do you guys think creators are allowed to go back and after the fact, you know, it's 2019 and JK Rowling is still going back and tweaking things about a book series. She finished 12 years ago. Um, up until he sold it to Lucasfilm, George, or sorry, up until he sold Lucasfilm to Disney, George Lucas was still tweaking the lore of cartoons and the novels and, and things like that. Um, Maybe not so much the novels, but uh, so you know, it was George Lucas's idea to bring uh, Darth Maul back from the dead in the Clone Wars se- uh, cartoon series. So, to what extent does an author get to keep tweaking with their creation, and at what point should they just fucking stop and let it be? I've got a hot take on this. If you want, go for it. Yeah, shoot. Okay, uh, I think there's there, there's a I have a point A and a point B, and they're both real okay. quick. Point A is they, as the creator, have unlimited right to make as many changes and as many edits and as many as I like to call as much as I like to call it as much fuckery as they want to play with it. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. On the other side of that, I can choose to acknowledge as much of that as I want to and just dis- disregard all the stuff that I don't like as a fan because I think it's stupid. So I think as a uh, from a creator standpoint, yeah, keep changing it until you're happy with it. And even if that's after it's because, you know, a, a creative piece, a, a creative work is never finished, really. So go in and make as many edits and changes and stuff as you want. But at the same time, I as a fan or as a consumer can decide at any point, like, eh, I mean, I don't like, like, you know, I like certain movies of a franchise, but some of them, I just don't consider them a part of anything. And so I don't count them. Um, I don't, you know, I, I don't take that as a legitimate thing. And yeah, it's part of Canon or it's part of whatever, but like, I don't have to acknowledge it, whatever. So, they have just as much right to edit anything. It's their creation. But I also reserve the right to ignore anything that I don't, I don't, I don't want to acknowledge. Understandable. Uh, part, of me, part of me agrees with you because, like you said, it, it's their creation. So it's, it's their, you know, they have the right to go back and tweak it if they want. Is it real? I get that. It's their creation. Yeah. No. <laughs> That was, a, that was a weird science reference for all of you kids at home. Uh, to me, there's, there's, they can do that to a point. Uh, and that point is uh, we're, we're done and it's released now. You can do whatever you want with your film or your novel uh, while you're still editing it, uh, while you're writing it, uh, while it's in post-production, whatever. As soon as it's released... As soon as it's finalized and done and put out for people to consume in whatever media it comes in, at that point, it's done. You want to make a random special edition 20 years later or a director's cut or a a producer's cut? um, Fine, sure, go for it. But for all intents and purposes, your work is finished. It's done. It's complete. It's been released. And at that point, it no longer belongs to just you. Because, and again looking at star Wars and Harry Potter, two of the most successful, uh, lucrative franchises in, in pop culture history, 
those don't just belong to George Lucas and J.K. Rowling anymore. They belong to millions of fans worldwide who've kept those franchises lucrative uh, and and kept them going. If no one read Harry Potter and no one went out to see the Harry Potter book uh, movies uh, and bought everything that has the Hogwarts logo slapped onto it, there wouldn't be a Harry Potter world at Universal Studios. If people decided, yeah, that Star Wars thing is lame uh, in 77 and the movie bombed uh, horribly, there would not be a Star Wars franchise. There wouldn't be a Star Wars world about to come to Disneyland. It's weird how both those franchises have theme parks now. Um, huh. But perfect case, like at that point, it doesn't just belong to the creator. It, it's, you have to acknowledge a certain amount of that is because fans have embraced it and loved it for what it is, for as it is, the way it is, the way it was released to them. If you want to come out with, you know, um, again, a, a director's cut or something like that later on, the, you know, to, to supplement what you created, okay, fine. But when you go back and try to retcon things, that's when you've crossed the line in my book. Uh, again, stuff like, and I'll use J.K. Rowling is, is a perfect example. The Dumbledore is gay came from a tweet. Um, does that affect the story at all? And if it did, if it was really that important of a character detail that Dumbledore was gay, why did it not come out in any of the seven books you uh, wrote? Uh, why didn't it come out? <laughs> I, know <laughs> I know what I said. I know what I said. I know yeah. what like, came out. Oh, I get it. I get it. Like the Harry 40... Potter is a story that no one should stay in the closet. Uh, uh, I'll see myself out now. Yeah, because that now it just... <laughs> I kind of, I kind of agree with you. So I kind of, I, I thought she was starting out like trolling people because, like, with the whole Hermione being black thing, like it clearly states in like book two or three, like how like alabaster white her skin is. So either she's a she's a troll and she's just trying to fuck with people's head, or she's a fucking moron and doesn't remember what she wrote. Um, but the whole thing about making Dumbledore gay, I just think it opens up way too much dumb shit because now people are going to be like, you know, they're going to take a cue from everybody asking about how big Batista's dick is, and that's going to be how big was Grindelwald's <laughs> dick. You know, was it crooked? You know, did he make it bigger with his wand? Did they fuck each other with the wands? You know, did they dread? Did they uh, take polymorph uh, or poly whatever juice and turn into fucking different people and fuck? Did they turn into women and fuck? Like, Jillian. goddamn, buddy, when does buddy. it stop? What that 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 fan art or that the art and stories are already out there, dude. You just gotta know where to look on the internet. Like that's already there. I know it's rule thirty four. <laughs> it's fine, but it's just. I didn't want to think about these things until she fucking opened her fat, bored fucking Scottish mouth. Like, just shut the fuck up, count your money, and like you said, let the fans have it, create their own shit. Don't go back out there and stir the pot and basically tarnish uh, this history that you've created with these seven awesome books that that are loved worldwide, except in Muslim countries, um, but everywhere else. You know what I mean? Just fucking keep your mouth shut, count your money. let if us you argue keep about it. Adding to that story and make another set of books, cool, awesome. They'll sell billions of copies. Uh, if you want to come out with, you know, like uh, she talks about things like, you know, I didn't really want to kill off this certain character, but here's why I felt it was, you know, things like that. That's fine. Uh, or you know, th- the way she intended the word Voldemort to be uh, pronounced, even though no one pronounces it correctly, stuff like that. Fine, cool, whatever. It's when you start to go back and try to change things, and I'll stop picking on J.K. Rowling. Um, how awesome was Boba Fett before you learned he was just a little kid uh, who's an unchanged clone 
Uh, how awesome was the Clone Wars before we knew what the hell the Clone Wars were? Like, there was so much awesome backstory in Star Wars that were just like things mentioned and you kind of got to fill in the gaps yourself. And then the prequels happened and we learned, you know, Metachlorians are a thing. No. And George can say he always meant for them to be there as much as he wants. We all know the truth. Um, again, when you go back and try to retroactively change something about your original stories after they've been unleashed to the public, to me, that's where you cross the line. Yeah, don't be Captain Marvel and just come in and shoehorn a bunch of shit <laughs> until they fuck up my entire concept of what these characters are. <laughs> Fucking cocksuckers. I don't know. I just, I, I, I disagree with the viewpoint of the fans own have any kind of ownership over stuff i just i just i don't i don't i, I that, that's not the viewpoint i have well maybe maybe ownership is the wrong way like, to frame that then what, what i mean by that is and again it only really works if something is successful but again star wars and harry potter are perfect examples of this they're properties that are beloved by millions if not billions of people worldwide and they have those fans or what have kept these ips still relevant again harry potter the last book came out in 2007 it's 2019 and we're still talking about harry potter star wars is is you know the, the franchise that never goes away every 10 years there's a new trilogy like it at that point maybe ownership is the wrong word but at that point it's not just something that it's not just the brainchild of george lucas at that point or of jk rowling fans respond to certain characters a certain way so now we uh in the prequel trilogies or whatever we we make those characters kind of the spotlight because the fans like them um we're getting an entire series uh, about a a mandalorian uh bounty hunter because boba fett is still a popular character uh there was you know we got a han solo movie because han solo was a popular character at that point like at a certain point the fandom starts to kind of have a bit of creative control over the story itself. And I don't mean like fan fiction and shit like that. I mean, the movie comes out or the book comes out. Fans react a certain way to certain characters or certain events or certain things. And for the next movie or book, they say, okay, fans really liked this. Make sure we keep that. They didn't respond to this. So we need to change that or drop that at a certain point. You have to give fans a bit of credit in, this thing is the way it is now because of the way fans reacted to it. Like, okay. DC if, universe. Okay, good. I'll, I'll use this. I'll use the star Wars example. Like, okay. Okay. If, if, if they came out with a, a Yoda standalone movie, you know how much I love Yoda. Yes. If they came out with a Yoda standalone movie and it turns out that like at one point in his life, Yoda was like when he was say like 3000 years old, he was like eight feet tall and as part of Sith torture, they put him in a space dryer and shrunk him like to be as tiny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. I'm with you. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm in. I'm okay. in. Print. Space dryer. Got it. Yeah. Like they put him in a space dryer. It shrinks him down, you know? Okay. So then he becomes the tiny little creature that we know him and love him as today. So. Then that's his origin, and that becomes like canon, right? That becomes like an official fact. It goes in the Star Wars encyclopedia and all that crap. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I go into that movie, and I'm like, well, that's stupid. But I love Yoda. I have great memories of 
you know, of my childhood uh, that involved Yoda, not in a weird way, but, you know, he, he was my, oh, has always been my favorite Star Wars character. It doesn't change the fact that I still love every other version of Yoda that I've ever seen, except for the weird eight foot tall one that got stuck in the space dryer. I just don't, I just choose not to, like, I don't get all bent out of shape about it and I don't feel like they've wronged me in any certain way. Like I don't take it personally because you know, Yoda is not real. So I'm not like at home going, Oh fuck that Bob Iger for letting them do that shit. Like, Oh God, I'm, I'm, if I see him, I'm going to punch him in his stupid chicken neck. Um, I'm just like, you know oh, what? You know what? It's still real to me, damn it. (laughs) But I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, Whenever I want to talk about Yoda or I want to, you know, think about Yoda or not that I, whatever, like it's getting weird. But like, I'm not, I'm not (laughs) going to be like, well, that changes everything ever about Yoda and I don't like it anymore and blah, blah. I'm still going to be like, you know what? Yoda in Empire Strikes Back when he's kind of a smart ass and he beats up Mark Hamill with his little cane. That shit's still funny to me. And it doesn't take away from anything else. It's just like, oh, they're being weird and doing something stupid that I don't like. I'm just not going to really pay attention to that. I just, I like, I, I just, I like, I get, I get confused why people like take some stuff so personally. And they're like, you ruined that shit and blah, blah, blah. I can never, like, I know people, like, no joke, I know people who have not seen a single Star Wars anything since Disney bought the rights and said that the books weren't movie canon anymore. And they were, like, their own little bubble. Yeah, like, they were all their own bubble. And that that made people I know so upset that to this day they still haven't seen any Star Wars movies or TV shows or anything since that day. And I just think that that's a kind of a really sad way to live your life, that you're going to purposely exclude stuff because you take it so personally. And like you, you feel like they've personally wronged you and who you are and you let it change the course of your life. Like, it's weird to me. Hey, Flanagan. What up, dog? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm taking a point <laughs> off your nerd card. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. You don't take it personally? What, what's wrong with yeah, you, man? Like, what? Like, uh, I mean... You're not gatekeeping Yoda? What's no, wrong with I you? Mean... Well, no, no, no. That's a point I actually wanted to make because I saw something <laughs> on actual, like... Uh, gatekeeping, where someone talked about, like, where Frank Oz tweeted about it, yeah, where he I was sent like, that to you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, like, and the person responded was, with the whole. It was literally from me. Okay. Thank you. I couldn't remember if I saw it. On... Dude, I spent so much time on fucking Reddit. Don't, don't, don't act like a. <laughs> Hashtag happy birthday, Koran. It's from yeah. me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Are you high right now? I mean, how the fuck could you forget that? <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, I'm not too high. <laughs> but, what was your uh, point? Yeah, but no, like literally hearing him be like, well, "No, us fans know him so much better." Like, blah, blah, blah. it's just like, shut the fuck. You, you up. literally saw the genesis yeah. of something called fan splaining. Uh, <laughs> which is what that was. Fan splaining is what. Alright, guys, uh, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'll see y'all later. Get just this. bye. 
Oh, I found the name of read it. Can I just read this fucking pretentious tweet? Because I want to find this guy. I want to pull a James Dunlop strike back, and I want to spend all my money in life to find this guy and kick his ass. The backstory is the backstory is somebody tweeted about how spoilers in the whatever it was last Jedi last Jedi when the 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 all the books and all the Jedi stuff is is burning away. And like Yoda does it, and they said it was really out of character for Yoda, and it felt like it was they, like they were insulted as a fan because it was so out of character for Yoda. So then Frank Oz, the guy who's the original puppeteer and voice, says, "I kind of have pretty intimate knowledge of who Yoda is, and I don't feel as that it was out of character at all." Makes sense. Guy spent you know a large chunk of his life being the character. Then you've got. Some cocksucker, Star Wars, the first generation, <laughs> saying many of the... F- Hold on, I can't do a hoity-toity voice. Many of the fans spent far more time with this character than you did. You spent months working on him. We've spent years immersing ourselves in his various incarnations. And remember, how art is intended by the artist is rarely how that same art is received by the audience. Fuck you! Oh my gosh! <laughs> literally, guy... literally, go fuck yourself. Yeah, take go... your fist and punch yourself in the face as hard as you possibly can. Repeatedly, you fucking douchebag. Drink a bullet, stupid. Is all I want to say. So, like, <laughs> you oh, and Tom you for... Arnold, please go get on a boat and shoot each other. <laughs> oh. Thank you for beautifully illustrating taking that concept way too far. Fan splaining, right there. <laughs> Fan splaining. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah um but literally oh i almost my pissed myself when i when you sent that to us i yeah. fucking i was just i wanted to punch a baby like a little nerdy baby i wanted to punch him people understand that just because your opinion isn't shared by somebody else doesn't mean that your opinion is is less whatever it's your opinion it's how you felt about a character just because the guy who played the character doesn't disagree with you doesn't um, i don't your opinion is like your asshole. Yeah. We've all got one. It doesn't mean that you're right. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just probably fucking, fucking stinks. And, and just because someone disagrees with what <laughs> you think about a movie or a book or whatever doesn't mean that you're wrong about how you feel about something. There's no wrong emotion about it. you. There's there's so many people out there who feel like like if I liked a movie and Julian said he hated it, that all of a sudden, like, me and Julian can't be friends anymore because we disagreed about it. If that like, was the case, me and Coron would have beat the shit out of each other a long, long time <laughs> Julian ago. Julian and I would have Taipei deathmatched, like, yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah. would have tied I mean, our hands together, dipped our hands in, like, broken glass, and just murdered each other. Yes. Uh, and it would have been glorious. It would have been the sexiest a, thing you ever saw. We need a special episode for May, by the way. <laughs> just floating that out there. <laughs> We don't have a special episode for May. For we do now. Supporters. So we do now. <laughs> Sign it. But just like you were saying, just because it's not a fact. It's it, We're talking about a made-up fucking character. Yeah. Who gives a fuck if, he's got, if Yoda's got a giant dick or he was shrunk in a space dryer? <laughs> it's a fictional character. Yeah. We're not uh, arguing about fucking gravity, okay? There's no hashtag. facts behind it. We can't prove it one way or another. It's fucking Yoda. That's the uh, great thing about Yoda. Hashtag space whatever. dryer. Yeah, hashtag yeah, Yoda's He can be whatever the fuck you want him to be. Uh, God damn it! Argue about something that matters. Shrunken a space dryer. Name yeah. of the episode. Uh. Yoda's shrunken space dick is the name of this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs>
So I, I, I do want to I, I want to rewind talk about specifically J.K. Rowling again. Okay. Uh, oh, I, I literally think <laughs> no, I legitimately think we've gotten to a point where she is trying to like take her British drunken head cannon and somehow like of her own series. And I legitimately like that's what I'm calling a bunch of this. It's her own fucking head cannon. That's what it boils down to to me is she, she's got too much money and too much time and she's literally like just making her own fucking headcanon to this stuff like none of it matters none of it uh, affects the story none of it affects the films none of it does anything who gives a shit of Dumbledore's gay good for him it does and it's what John said earlier it has zero effect zero effect on the fucking story it's like the Babadook being gay. Who gives a fuck? Hey, man, but you know, God, that gave us some good t-shirts. I want to be Baba Shook. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is everyone like... familiar with... If, oh, to, yeah. To I know explain, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. To explain, uh, somehow the Babadook ended up on like the gay and lesbian film list on Netflix, and the gay community just took it and ran with it. Yeah, it was something about acknowledging your fears and coming out, or yeah, it was a, it uh, was a really really poorly put together argument. But I mean, whatever. no, but I mean, it was it was amazing because it actually showed up on Netflix that way, and then everyone just took it and ran with it. So yeah, if if it doesn't affect the story and it doesn't affect anything, like why does it matter? And I'm not saying that a person's sexuality doesn't matter. I'm saying that Dumbledore's in these stories, in these movies, in these books, never once came up. So why the fuck does it matter? Unless he was molesting Harry <laughs> and when he was like in the Pensieve and like Dumbledore's in there, like literally probing him with his wand. Who cares? It's not well, that big of a fucking deal. There, there are people who have basically accused her of trying to retroactively woke her own books um, by saying things like, oh, that so-and-so was a Jewish wizard and, and you know, like trying to go back and suddenly make... Her, her books more progressive than they ever really were. Uh, and, and again, they hit that same argument of if it was really that important, why wasn't it in the book the first, you know, the first go around? Why is it just now coming up? Um, yeah. And it goes back to that same discussion. Did we have it on air last time or off air? Either way, we were talking about how she's, she's either bored or she's got writer's block or something. She has nothing better to do than to just get on Twitter and fuck with people about Harry Potter. Well, like, no, who, she does have something to do because she's writing all of the crime or the uh, Fantastic Beasts movies, which is what's making a lot of the J.K. Rowling shit uh, take the, the the limelight because it's not just her, as as Cohen said, uh, drunken British tweets anymore. It's now being written into the next installment of the actual Harry Potter universe movies. So while if she I'm put so. it... Yeah, but if she'd put a tweet out saying, hey, Nagini was really a Asian lady the entire time, we'd be like, okay, drunk Aunt J.K. Rowling, sure. But now that's a plot point in the movie. Now that's canon. Now that's a thing. Now that triumphant moment of uh, um, what's-his-face. Uh, um, I can't think of fucking names today. Uh, sli- you know, Slicing the head off the snake. With the sword of Gryffindor, that big heroic moment is now, hey, he's killing a tortured lady who was permanently transformed into a snake. Now you're going back and retroactively taking away from the original movies. And that, to me, is where the line should be. If you want to go ahead and make, you know, keep contributing to the world you've you've made and that people have loved and embraced, awesome, great, go for it. 
But when you start going back and changing the context of the original works, that's when I take pause and going, it's, it's like that, that never works out well. I can't think of one prequel story that I've gone back and said, wow, I'm glad they made that because now it makes the other movies so much better. So what you're saying is J.K. Rowling was just like Captain when she was homeless. <laughs> we liked her better yes. when she was homeless is basically what you're saying. I guess, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she wasn't homeless when she wrote the last few books. So. Well, maybe. I'm pretty sure 2007 J.K. Rowling was doing pretty fine. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, fuck her. Yeah, I was just trying to encapsulate, like you know, boil down the thoughts uh-huh, uh-huh. into one one sentence that would easily. She's trying to get put, me in trouble. I know what you're trying to like do. to would be easily put on a shirt, maybe like if we were doing uh-huh. custom shirts at some point. Do not make me a shirt that says "I like homeless J.K. Rowling." No, maybe maybe like J.K. Rowling was better when she was homeless. Like might be if you want to make shirt. a Stephen King sucks shirt, I'll wear Ooh, that. Yeah, that might be as it. As long as it's. Red and yellow, like the Stephen King rule shirt from Monster Squad. I'll wear that you, everywhere. It's going to get you knifed, though, probably. Bring it. Oh, no. Oh, shit snacks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just think, uh, and, and part of it is just, like, I'm so fed up with, like, nerd fan culture anyway. Yeah. That. Like yeah. That, that everybody just feels the need to scream out their opinions as fact about everything that I just like, you know what? Part of me is just like, yeah, go ahead and change up everything just to make those people upset. Like, go ahead and do whatever you want (laughs) just because I like to see them get so worked up about, you know, some stupid fact that honestly you choose if you want to accept it into Canon or not really like at the end of the day, really you decide. And well, I, so you bring up a, a very good point, Captain Chris, and thank you for making it that you've got to be able to reality check yourself. Um, you don't become riggedy wreck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. said it. Thank you. I'll wear that shirt too. Um, <laughs> you've got to be able to realize when you're going too far. <laughs> when you're for trying to on the police scanner. <laughs> Yeah, my fucking phone keeps freaking out. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you've got to be able to realize when you're trying when you're trying to fan explain something uh, to, <laughs> to the creator on Twitter. You've probably already lost the battle. Yeah. Um, give up. Uh, don't get so attached that you think you know more uh, than uh, Frank Oz about Yoda. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You're never gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time. It's okay to be a fan. It's okay to love something. It's okay oh, to get yeah, upset yeah. because you don't like what they changed. But again, realize you can go way too far. And like you pointed out, it's all just make believe anyway. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's, it, and unfortunately, right now, we live in a time where everybody feels like they, like, everybody feels like, they need to tell their opinion to everybody else because their opinion is the one that's going to change someone's mind or make, make such a valid point that 
other person is just going to, you know, completely tell them that they're right. And the most important thing in the world is to be right. And that's not, that's not true. Like, it's okay to not be correct about things. And it's okay to, you know, like things that other people don't like. And it's okay to like only part of, like, it's okay to like Rocky 1 and 2 and not like Rocky 5. It's okay to like I agree. and pick and choose certain things that you like. It's okay. It's not a don't think of don't think of properties and franchises and whatever as a combo meal where you have to get everything. You can a la carte stuff and pick certain things that you like and things that you don't like and not nobody's telling you to enjoy everything. You can love Nightmare on Elm Street 1 but not like Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And there's a reason you don't like Nightmare on Elm Street too. It's called Probe, and you can like there. <laughs> the board game? Yes. Try and find it in Nightmare on Elm Street too. There, there are just a a couple things that we don't understand if you don't if you don't like Blade Two. Yeah, I, that I, doesn't I, make sense. No, does not make sense. Uh, if like, you like Rocky Five, we don't get you. Yeah, I don't. I because by that time there's three pairs of testes and one pair of shorts. I just don't understand. It just doesn't work for me. I just uh, the the math doesn't check out. Um, so yeah, it, it it's it's possible that you like certain parts of a franchise and not other things. It's it's you know you don't have to like everything, and you don't have to look down on people that do or don't like everything. Like just don't be a dick. Is all I'm really trying to say. Don't yell at Frank Oz that he doesn't know a character. Yeah, I love that kind of reasoning because it would basically be like me sitting down with the uh, with Mark Calloway and being like, "Man, I know more about the Undertaker than you could ever dream of." Yeah, like I've watched you know so many Undertaker matches that I mean, I'm just saying, like I've spent years with the Undertaker. Uh, and... I know you almost broke your neck as the Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Yeah. yeah. But let me tell you about the character. Right. But as a fan who watched it had on TV. Yeah. yeah. And like I'll, I'll give you I'll give you an example of um that I saw that uh uh I like him. I know a lot of people don't. Um he's he was super nice to me, so I'll go ahead and just be okay with it. Um the never ending come back to WWE tweets to CM Punk. Jesus fucking right. Christ. And he, so he finally like he replied to somebody. I saw he, that. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 going to be at C2E2 this weekend and somebody replied back and said I don't get why you're done, though. Done with WWE, sure, but just done overall, even with the notoriety being given to all the other promotions now, it just doesn't make sense to me, especially with how disappointing the MMA attempt was. Fans miss you! Exclamation point. And he normally doesn't reply to the, that stuff. It, since 20, like, literally since the day after the Royal Rumble 2014, when he left, everybody's been tweeting at him, come back to WWE, come back to WWE. Why are you not, when are you coming back to WWE? I can't wait for you to come back to WWE. Blah, blah, blah. Look at any of his tweets that he makes. It can be about anything. And people reply back with that. And so he replies back to this one. He says, because I don't want to. It's not for you to understand. I want you to skydive without a parachute. How come you don't want to? <laughs> and it's the same thing. Like, like yeah. I get that fans want certain things. But creators and, you know, content providers sometimes maybe... They and this is gonna this is gonna be shocking, and this might get more nerd points taken away from me. But sometimes they know better than the fans. 
I'm just going to throw uh, 100% that out 100% agree. No, you're right. Yeah. Like, sometimes it, there, there's a great quote, and I wish I had it. I'm going to try and get the soundbite for it because it's it's Jerry Seinfeld, and he's like, he says, you have to think of the audience as a child, and you can't always give the child what it wants because the child maybe doesn't see the full picture or doesn't understand and is asking for something that in the end isn't going to be really what they want. And so by controlling that and by not giving them what they want, maybe that's going to be the one thing in their life that doesn't just go to hell. And like, to me, that's, that's such a perfect encapsulation of it is like, you can sit there and try and make all of the fans happy, but you know, they don't know the entire roadmap necessarily of things. And so by complaining and bitching and bitching and bitching about stuff, maybe they only see half of the sandbox. Maybe they only see half of the puzzle together, but you know, they want what they want and you know, they're the vocal, the vocal majority, minority, whatever. But sometimes what they want doesn't make sense, but they just don't know it yet. Good, very good point. I would add one thing to it. Um, you're right. You can't always give the fans what they want. That also being said, if you've already given the fans something they love, stop fucking with it. If you've already given us something that has been a huge hit and that people have responded to and it's beloved, stop going back and trying to add to it or tweak it or leave it alone. It worked as it is. Leave it alone. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm, I don't want to live in a world where guns are not changed to walkie-talkies with CGI. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Another addendum. If you're going to go back kidding. and change it, don't destroy the original. Yeah, yeah. don't do that. That's just George stupid. Lucas. That's stupid. Don't do that. Don't believe. I don't believe that for a second. First of all, but yeah, the the whole idea that nope, this is the new tweaked version is the only version that'll ever exist now. Um, also, Paramount, um, yeah. if you have to make MPAA edits, don't throw the footage away with all the Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> stuff that got cut and put in like a shoebox and just left to deteriorate. Don't do that either. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. All right, I'm. That's, uh, all. That's all. So yeah, don't be a dick fan. No, and, don't. Uh, don't. If you've already hit success, uh, leave it alone yeah. as a creator, yeah. so or go. at least like if you're gonna change it, because I feel I, I feel as though it is the creator's right to change whatever, but allow the previous versions to be available would be a Fair compromise enough. that I would say like don't don't change stuff. And then be like, oh, well, you can only get the version with walkie-talkies. Like, <laughs> make it so that if people have special attachments, emotional attachments to certain things, that that version is available. And uh, sometimes it's not it's, – it's probably not pretty. Like, I get why sometimes things are changed. Like, um, uh, what is it? I think it's Turner Classic Movies is – there's a uh, I, I saw it for the first time that I remember over the holidays. This is a terrible example, but I'm going to give it anyway. Um, the the movie over the holidays, White Christmas. And if you know the movie, you know where this is going. If you don't know the movie, 
guess what? Surprise. There's a huge scene involving blackface that Turner Classic Movies is the only place where you can see it with it intact. And so you have to be able to say, well, like, let's not, like, you can change it, but, like, historically speaking, in a in a certain time, like, that was how it was. So there, there should be an option to see it. I don't know, whatever. Well, that brings up another good point. That's going to get me yelled at. No, there's Come a. I got your back. Captain um, Chris says blackface is okay. I'm never gonna say that. Uh, know, but no, that, the, that's not what I'm saying. But you know, you know what I mean. You guys know what I mean, and you're not speaking. Speaking of Turner and color. Oh no! Uh, oh no! There was there was a huge deal back in the I guess it was early '90s um, when Ted Turner. Uh, owner of TNT and yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, Captain Planet Ted Captain Turner. Planet. Started purchasing the rights uh, to lots of old classic Hollywood movies. He then aired them on his cable networks, newly in color. Ooh, sounds cool, right? Well, yeah. what if I told you they were literally going back in and altering the original black and white prints in order to make them color? Like forever, ever. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Huge deal. I mean, literally, people went to Congress to to pass a bill to stop this from happening uh, that they were taking. And uh, uh, King Kong is the one that comes to mind because the first time I ever saw it, it was the newly in color version of it. Um, they were going back and 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 colorizing old black and white movies uh, because Ted Jenner didn't want to air black and white movies on his channel, uh, his his cable network, uh, and they were they were altering these classics of now. He owns them. They're his movies. He can do whatever he wants with them, right? I mean, technically, yes. Should he? That's the big question is because, you know, there is a phrase that I've used many a time when talking with my friends. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. You know Your who you are. Scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could. Yeah, they just happened to think whether or not they should. Um, yeah, that's a like, and, and that goes back to um, permanently changing something to like where there's no takebacks. That's the gray area that I'm not, I'm not necessarily on board with. I'm cool with like if you want to make changes, that's fine, but permanently altering. Forever and ever, I'm not. I'm not down with. You just are talking about Turner and in, in color. And that made me think of that. Yeah, yeah, like that. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not down with. Like I'm not okay with permanently altering stuff uh, on a whim because, as we all know, um, how you feel about certain things over time changes. Like now, Turner Classic Movies shows black and white movies all the time. So, um, times change, people change. Permanently altering stuff like that, I I disagree with. Just food for thought. I thought it'd be interesting to bring up. It is. And I didn't mean to turn this into a fan suck talk well sometimes they do so that doesn't mean sometimes creators don't suck too so sometimes they do yeah um i think sometimes people just can't leave well enough alone 
and and sometimes it's well we changed this so that we can release a new edition to make more money looking at you um one of the 50 billion companies that has had the distribution rights to Terminator 2 or Evil Dead. <laughs> just oh, keep God. making 50,000 versions <sighs> of the same damn movie with one difference. In this one, we changed the color timing by two and a half degrees. Suck it. I'm not we put a new cover it. on it and yeah. spit the same thing back out uh, again. So, we'll buy like, it, right? Like, that stuff... Look past that crap. Like, meh. When you when you go in and you permanently change something and don't have the other version or other versions available, that's where I start to go uh, where that's not okay. There you go. Because I think I think if you make something and like you you make something whether it's a uh-huh. a book a painting a popsicle sculpture whatever and you think it's done but then like you know 5 years later you're like you know what like that popsicle house could use a side garage so i'm going to add to it that's okay and that's like that's a thing that you should be able to do <sighs> If you're that, like that, I'm Carpathian's gonna... missing his kitten. Yeah, I'll just like, put one in right here by the uh, castle. But if you're like, I'm going to completely change that, and everybody who has had their lives touched by that in some way or another is no longer going to be able to experience that, and is no longer um, going to be able to have that because they're going to have this thing, and that other version is no longer accessible ever. That's when I think it's kind of. You're you're a bit too much of a control freak, and you kind of need to just let let the version that everybody knows and loves live, and and have the other version available as well. Yeah, fuck you, George Lucas. Han yeah. shot first. <laughs> we all know it. Yeah, we do. That's true. That's an yep. undeniable fact. Uh, yeah, that needs to be part of the before you listen to this show, part of the questionnaire, who shot first? Are you a god? Ooh, who shot first? Yes. Who would win in a fight between Lemmy and God? Ooh, yes. <laughs> Trick question. Have, god. have you seen Phantoms? <laughs> ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Yep. What is the best Blade movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I would fail at that one, though. You would. I you would, because you're wrong. I'm not allowed to listen to the show anymore. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, Look what your love for Ryan Reynolds has done. I know, it's tearing this family apart. <laughs> oh. All right. Oh, do, you, do you guys... <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. Well, we made Funny Can Cry, so we, I'm, we I'm, I've achieved yeah. it I wanted to tonight. Yeah, we uh, we made me cry, and that means only one thing. Uh, <laughs> that means I, you know, I cried, so we're out of time. Uh, the, really, the time has just flown by. So with that, we're going to say what we always do. Come see us at LexCon this weekend. Say hi. Historic downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Absolutely. Uh, come see us. We're going to be probably waiting in line somewhere, so come find us. Um, come to the uh, Western Kentucky Ghostbusters table. Uh, bonus points. 
if just by sight you can pick out the one from Iowa. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you get bonus points, and you might get a prize if by not by not knowing any of them, if you can pick out the one from Iowa. I love this game already. We might be able to give you a prize. So with that, we're going to say what we always say on behalf of everybody. Thank you, guys. We had some laughs about Yoda's giant space dick. And... <laughs> shrunken. Yeah, shrunken. Giant, shrunken. shrunken. Well, once it got space in the dick, giant yeah. space dryer, yeah. <laughs> the thing. I don't know how this became a thing, but before we get into any more trouble, I'm just going to call it. Thank you for being a friend. Travel.